Hi, I'm Alois Bunjira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behavior. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. ZFM Stereo on a Monday, the Monday, the weekend review show we call it here on ZFM Stereo as we take a look at the weekend. Uh, that was the team is here, Mike Madoda, Chris Meadzi, our producer Sean Tafirinik, and my name is Barry Manandi. On the home front today, the Lady Chevrons made it two wins out of two at the Women's T20 World Cup qualifier as 16-year-old opener Kelly Sindlovu scored on an impressive 46, which led Zimbabwe to a six-wicket victory over Thailand at Sheikh Zayed Stadium in Abu Dhabi this afternoon. In Buku Super Cup news, eight teams came uh, became four as quarterfinal action saw Herentos, Blaya Chiefs, Black Rhinos and defending champions FC Platinum all advanced to the semi-finals in a weekend which had everything from penalty shootouts, red cards as well as upsets. In Around the World in 60, you know, we have updates from Buenos Aires, New Orleans and Las Vegas. So the second half of the show is the Castle World Football Report and Real Madrid's goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois says Los Blancos were ruthless in how they explained space as they saw across town rivals Atletico Madrid 2-1 in a fiery Madrid derby at the Wanda Metropolitano to restore the two-point lead over Barcelona and stay perfect in La Liga. In Germany, Bayern Munich coach Julian Nagelsmann may have received the kiss of death as club CEO Oliver Kahn has said they are dissatisfied with the poor run of league results but still have faith in Nagelsmann despite the Bavarians slumping to a 1-0 loss at the hands of Augsburg on Saturday and in Serie A Napoli assistant coach Marco Domenici praised his size character and desire to win as a brilliant header by Napoli striker Giovanni Simeone helped his side seal a 2-1 win at AC Milan and returned to the top of the table Hi my name is Ryan Cairns Sunshine Tour professional golfer and you're listening to ZFM Sport all right, we're talking uh, women's cricket. The Lady Chevrons are doing us proud out in the UAE. And we'll be updating you as to what their exploits are looking like in that qualifier. And then we're talking Chibuku Super Cup. So let's get into it. But first, let's give you a local sports news roundup. We've got some golf news, athletics and triathlon. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Zimbabwe Scott Vincent says he was excited to have the opportunity to play alongside golfing great Sergio Garcia and Henrik Stenson as he powered his way to a best ever finish on the lucrative Live Invitational Golf Series with a solid tie for 12th place in Chicago. The 30-year-old closed with a solid 2 under par 70 at Ridge Harvest Farms in Sugar Grove near Chicago to finish at 5 under par. Vincent's 12th place finish which earned him a cool 332 
$8,500. Not a bad payday, Mike. Yeah, not a bad payday. Uh, and that's the strength of uh, live at the moment. I mean, uh, big, big fat checks that they're signing out. And uh, also, uh, the fans are starting to buy into the mm. concept because the galleries that you're seeing at the courses where the different tournaments are, are being played arrival and it sometimes eclipse those on the USPGA Tour. Let's head over to some athletics news. Zimbabwe's long-distance runner, Fortunate Chidzivo, underlined her status as one of the country's leading female distance runners by winning the Outshorance Gun Run 21.1-kilometer half marathon over the weekend in Cape Town. Chidzivo crossed the finish line in a time of 1 hour, 14 minutes, 26 seconds. It was also a good day for Rutendo Nyahora, who came in third in 1 hour, 18 minutes, and 37 seconds. Finish off with some triathlon news. The national junior and youth team to compete at the Africa Triathlon Championships have left the country for Morocco ahead of the event that is due to take place this weekend. Zimbabwe is fielding 11 athletes at the championships, including United States-based Andy Kuypers, who will compete in the under-23 women. Speaking just before their departure, team captain George Ascot said they have bonded well as a team following a training camp held last month in Harare. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors, and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. All right, news of the Lady Chevrons, which is very pleasing. And uh, the Lady Chevrons made it two wins out of two at the Women's T20 World Cup qualifier as 16-year-old opener Kelly Sindlovu uh, scored an impressive 46, which led Zimbabwe to a six-wicket victory over Thailand at Sheikh Zayed Stadium in Abu Dhabi this afternoon. Zimbabwe's win comes after yesterday's eight-wicket victory over Papua New Guinea. Tale of the tape in that game, Thailand, 86 uh, for six. Uh, Nanapat Koncheronkai uh, with um, unbeaten 47 and Chanda uh, Sutiro Wang uh, with 13 Nombelo Sbanda taking 2 for 12 and Audrey Majishaya taking 2 for 14 uh, in response Zimbabwe 87 for the loss of 4 wickets in just 16.4 overs Kelly Sindorf as we said with 46 uh, runs Sean Myers uh, Sean's favourite uh, with uh, 19 runs uh, Tipacha uh, Putawong uh, taking one for 12 and Onicha Konchampu uh, taking on uh, uh, taking one for 13. I was trying to <laughs> keep a straight face while going powering through well those done. names. Well but you it was a struggle. Now Zimbabwe won by six wickets. Now Zimbabwe coach Gary Brent uh, says he was pleased with the performance of his team. Uh, the, the 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 girls played magnificently well. They um, now the, the bowlers up front, Mbelo uh, uh, especially, um, just set the whole game up for us. And, and then the batters came out and 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 destroyed what was a small target. We have a very competent technical staff, which helps them, um, as well as you know we we have prepared very well. Um, and and the girls have have taken that on board and, and responded exceptionally well. So, yeah, it, it is a combination of all of those. But the girls obviously have to take most of that because they've, they're doing a magnificent job. I was always, I had belief in, in this uh, group of girls. Um, they have showed that from the first time that I saw them, that they're an in- incredibly talented group. Um, we're going to add a bit of skill to that. And then hopefully, you, you know, w- w- who knows where we can go. The sea. All right, uh, Chris, from the uh, warm-up games into uh, the tournament proper, and now we're in the group stages, we consistently said that uh, you can only beat what's put in front of you. Mm -hmm. And in truth, Zimbabwe in this group, which consists of Thailand, Papua New Guinea, and United Arab Emirates, look like the better side. And the good thing is that the ladies are certainly showing it. Yeah, they're on a roll. Um, When you take a look at um, that group, Zimbabwe sitting at the top at the moment, and they are raking in the wins. And I think it's important that they rake in these wins now, and also just the 
way they are getting in the wins. Um, I think winning by six wickets and if they are able to continue to improve on those performances, I think goes really well for them in this qualifier. Gary Brent talking about that uh, they need to sort of uh, uh, fix the skill set or not fix it, but improve the skill set. Uh, and if you're winning, if you're improving from a winning position, it's always a good position to be in. Yeah, it is, Barry. Uh, but uh, I think he also recognizes that there are sterner tests to come, uh, tougher challenges. Uh, this is a very weak group uh, and we certainly expect to top this group and come out of it. Uh, I'm a bit concerned in the manner in which we went about our business today. Uh, started off very well, you know, Kelly's in low for 46 and uh, Sean Myers that 19. Uh, but we lost wickets rather cheaply in that middle order. Uh, and uh, at this stage of the tournament, you also want to put in some big performances that are able to send a message to the tougher uh, sides that you're going to meet in the semi-finals and possibly final that you are here to play. You don't do it by losing wickets uh, for that nature, uh, for uh, in that nature uh, versus the likes of Thailand. So I want them to tighten up a bit uh, and uh, to be able to build uh, bigger partnerships and uh, just send a message. Just, uh, you know what, a mental, uh, psychological uh, to the other teams that Zimbabwe is here to play. Mm. And you do that by being ruthless uh, on the field of play. Winning is one thing, but you've got to be able to send a message and you do that by winning ruthlessly. Uh, Mike talks about being ruthless and you can almost say the same thing about uh, our performance with the ball uh, because, yes, we took six wickets, uh, but you've got to say to yourself that uh, there was possibly an opportunity to bowl out Thailand. That's the ruthless uh, um, streak that we are looking for, especially when the Sterner tests mm-hmm. come up. You've got to have that mean streak that, that might get you over the line in very tight games. Yeah, I think we could have restricted them a lot more significantly than we did and maybe our bowling is one of the areas that well, our batting is not particularly fantastic when you look at today's runs um, especially that middle order and I think our more senior players for me are in this particular game and I think the last one as well not putting in the big performances when you take a look at um, the captain Marianne Musonda just one run Chipo Mugeri Tiripano with five so it's your more experienced players I think need to be balancing out that equation a bit more especially when it comes to our bowling well we've got a 16 year old who's carrying uh, the weight of the shoulders of the nation and uh, doing so with great aplomb well they'll be in action again on Wednesday they've taken on the United Arab Emirates in the final group B match Hopefully we can deliver three out of three wins in that and see where we go next in this qualifier. Right, let's take you around the world in 60 and then after that we're talking the Chibuku Super Cup. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's CFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds, international sports news. We took off in Buenos Aires where South Africa captain Sia Kulisi believes the only thing that has changed in his side's game following back-to-back rugby championship wins over Australia and Argentina is their execution in the opponent's 22. The Springboks scored five tries to secure a crucial bonus point, 36-20 victory over Argentina to draw level with New Zealand on 14 points at the top of the table to keep alive their hopes of regaining the title. They lost one in 2019. Head over to New Orleans. Tom Brady ended his four-game losing run against the New Orleans Saints as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won an ill-tempered game, 20-10. to Brady's Buccaneers are joined on two wins by the Miami Dolphins after they came from 21 points down in the fourth quarter to stun the Baltimore Ravens in one of a number of big comebacks last night. The Arizona Cardinals came from 20-0 down at halftime to beat the Las Vegas Raiders in overtime, and the New York Jets scored 14 late points to beat the Cleveland 
Browns. And we'll touch down in Las Vegas where Saul Canelo Alvarez retained his undisputed super middleweight world title by seeing off Gennady Golovkin to complete their epic fight trilogy. Mexico's Alvarez was in charge of most of the electric 12 rounds at the T-Mobile Arena, winning a unanimous decision to spark wild scenes of celebration among the Mexican fans who made up most of the sellout crowd. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. Uh, league action gave way to Chibuku Super Cup action this past weekend. Quarterfinals uh, stage that it was now FC Platinum coach Norman Mapeza hailed his team's resilience as the defending champions booked their spot in the semi-finals of the Chibuku Super Cup following a 4-2 penalty shootout victory over Harare Giants Dynamos to stay on course for a league and cup double. FC Platinum goalkeeper Wallace Magalane saved two spot kicks and midfielder Brian Banda dispatched the winning penalty as the match went straight to penalties following a cagey goalless draw in regulation time. Let's hear from Nomara and Norman Mapeza. He managed to, to, to create another avenue for us to move to, to, to go to the next stage. And uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but you now I think we kept on going. We had some good opportunities first half, even second half as well. But uh, I'm proud of my boys. They worked so hard today. We wait to, 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 to hear who's uh, going to be our next, uh, next opening. In, 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 in the semi-finals. You know what? You know, these people, these are genuine FC Platinum supporters. If you look at our, our history, if you look at the age of FC Platinum, most people, they, 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 don't, they, don't, they don't support FC Platinum. But these are our genuine supporters. They might be 200, might be 300, but these are our genuine supporters. And uh, I always salute them. They have been with us from, 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 from the beginning of the season until today. See. Well, uh, he says he waits to hear who they'll face in the semi-finals, or they'll be facing her rentals in that semi-finals. But before we throw forward to that, we've got to throw back to that game against Dynamos. And in truth, Alois, it's not hard to tell who the better side was on the day. Uh, throughout the 90 minutes, it seemed FC Platinum was the better side. Yeah, well, of course, FC Platinum were the better side. They played better football, but we knew. Uh, we knew about this, uh, that uh, Dynamos would uh, sit back and defend. I actually think of the two teams, the Dynamos wanted the penalty shootouts more than FC Platinum. Uh, they wanted it to get there, but unfortunately they got there and lost. You know, but uh, congratulations to uh, to FC Platinum for going through. Now they meet uh, Rentals, of which I think Rentals is a is a is a softer opening than Dynamos. So you can actually see that FC Platinum. Mm, I, would, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would nah, dispute that. Nah, nah, you, but you're always saying names. that they're they are they are but, always playing with ten men. No, so. perhaps by <laughs> name, uh, because the one thing, Mike, that we discussed on Friday was around if you attack FC Platinum, that you give them something to think about. Yeah, we. We're hoping, all of us, I think, in the studio were hoping Dynamos that Dynamos would come out and attack. They didn't. Yeah, Dynamos, yeah. I think, had uh, clearly no intention uh, whatsoever of uh, playing uh, front football. Uh, some of the selections, I think, uh, really indicate the fact that uh, they were going to go defensive. Shadrach Nyahwa uh, playing uh, almost as a left winger. Uh, and that was just to show up at their midfield and make sure that they had enough workhorses there to counter any threat whatsoever posed by FC Platinum, especially in the wide areas. It may have worked for a while uh, because uh, FC Platinum was uh, ultimately uh, frustrated into a penalty shootout uh, and uh, as far as penalty shootouts go normally uh, it's a coin toss as yeah, to yeah. who uh, is going to go through uh, and uh, it could have been Dynamo, it could have been FC Platinum but FC Platinum
Adam able to hold their nerve. Uh, so Tundra Indirayo look back at this game and think to himself, you know what? Could I have been a bit more offensive? Yeah. The likes of God knows Murwira who are on the bench. On the bench uh, yeah. You know, uh, could he have been a better option? He uh, uses both feet. Uh, you know, do you go with him instead of Shadrach Nyahwa who gave nothing uh, other nothing. than fouls and yeah. a lot of running in midfield? Uh, and so I think there will be a lot of regrets because even by the time he brought in the likes of God knows Murwira, I think he, did, he had just two or so touches before the penalty shootout. Yeah. Uh, and he went into that penalty shootout absolutely cold. cold yeah. uh, as did the uh, FC Platinum guy who came in what's his name um, again? No more Chinyere No more Chinyere as well he came in again very late in the piece and uh, didn't get enough time on the ball just to get himself into uh, into the game and subsequently he had his penalty uh, saved, saved as, as well, well so yeah. there'll be a lot of regrets I think for Tondera Indiraya his season is all but over yeah. uh, this was the one cup that they could have really gone for especially with the Highlanders losing to Bulawayo Chiefs they had an opportunity here uh, to knock out FC Platinum yeah. and be the, the only big team left in the competition and, and, and such a shame because when, when Dynamos did uh, get the ball on the break Chris he, he, the, the, the central defensive pairing of Lawrence Mutlang and Gift Bello was horribly shown up for their lack of pace so <laughs> had uh, there been a little more for them to think about a little bit more of turning them around who yeah. knows what Dynamos could have happened so I probably agree with uh, uh, Mike and I think you will, you will as well that it's it's a game of regrets this morning uh, when Tundra uh, and and uh, Nice from Jekyll. I woke up this morning. <laughs> I think a lot of major regrets there. I think Tondira and Diraya, especially when it comes to that initial selection, may have overthought things, maybe. Um, I think game of regrets yes but I think especially because this was the, they, they're not in league attention anymore for the mm. for the championship so this was the, the the prize piece for the season that they could have got because Trindera and Dirai had everything at his disposal so now when questions are being asked it's going to be directed straight at him because he's the one who was in charge of making sure that all these pieces were brought together effectively even just to win the cup I think would have been important for Dynamo it could have it could have saved the season it certainly could have but if Platinum is the one that marches on and has a good chance of defending uh, their crown in both uh, 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 trophies or tournaments and that is the league and of course uh, the uh, cup. Uh, uh, can I just throw in a, a bit of a, a side piece here Barry because uh, I think uh, Dynamo's defeat as well in the cup competition I think it's only going to feed the wolves mm. uh, that are circling around Dynamo's as a club at the moment. Sure. We know the power struggles that are happening behind the scenes uh, well documented I think in the national Wh- which press. Which board do we answer uh, to? Yeah. <laughs> Which board uh, do they answer to? And, and I think the current board right now led by Isaiah Mfurus, I think they were looking to this cup competition to save the season uh, and just to have a bit of silverware uh, that speaks into Dynamo's stature, uh, speaks into some level of success. And I think as long as Dynamo's uh, are, are not winning, uh, I think the Wolves then become empowered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they, they certainly have a cause which, meat, yeah, which, which may soon appeal to the fans because remember the fans have been uh, very frustrated for a very long time. Sure. Can't seem to land a blow as far as the league title is concerned. Mm. Can't seem to win a trophy as well. Uh, when was the last time Dynamo's actually won a trophy which yeah. is not like the Independence Trophy yeah, which yeah, really yeah. to be honest yeah. is an invitational cup competition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they haven't won a trophy of note mm. uh, in the last five or six years yeah. and, and 
that's concerning for the Dynamo's faithful. So that's uh, something interesting to watch because uh, those that are, are rebelling on the side, they would have been empowered by this defeat. Yeah, so the, the, the board comes into question, Alois. The executive comes into question. And then most of all, the position of the technical bench also comes into question because uh, Tundra and Diraya can't be sitting easy, especially given that likelihood is that the season will end without much silverware. Yeah, honestly, they are, they are, they are working on a tightrope, to be honest. They, they've been working on a tightrope for the whole season, since yeah, the beginning. True. They only did well at the beginning of the season. That's when Atonde was a bit like cocky and confident. Once, <laughs> once it started... We're not Man City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, once it started going wrong, then he has been uh, on a tightrope. So not winning silverware is going to be uh, very, uh, very difficult for them. Yeah. They need to keep on winning the games. At least, the, the least that they can do is to keep the gap between them and FC Platinum smaller yeah. so that maybe there's something to talk about but I'm like, yeah. yeah. you know eight, eight that points, kind of that can come 12 I think Highlanders are going to be the kingmakers yeah, yeah. Uh, because both teams are going to play Highlanders uh, mm-hmm. I think Dynamo's uh, host um, uh, Highlanders uh, at the National Sports Stadium whilst uh, FC Platinum is to travel to Barber Fields mm-hmm. uh, and the hope for Dynamo's would be that they can beat Highlanders yeah. uh, whilst uh, Highlanders uh, can uh, upset FC Platinum FC at Barber Fields yeah. just to make it a bit interesting but uh, whichever team if FC Platinum beat Highlanders I think it's all but over it's yeah curtains. pretty much and speaking of Highlanders they were knocked out of the cup themselves uh, uh, Liar Chiefs uh, being the ones who instituted that now his assistant coach Tulani Sivanda believes his side got their tactics spot on as Highlanders saw their seven match unbeaten run in all competitions come to a halt after Chiefs put aside their in-house problems to knock them out of the Chibuku Super Cup at the quarterfinal stage Chiefs skipper Malvin Mukolo uh, returned to the starting lineup and scored the only goal with a header just after the hour mark uh, in the 1-0 win let's get the post-match thoughts of Laya Chiefs assistant coach Tulani Sibanda yeah, a very big result. I think uh, the boys did very, very well. You could see the fighting spirit, the character, the attitude was marvelous. It was, it was outstanding. If we, if you are to maintain this attitude, this kind of attitude throughout the games, I think we will, we will play very, very well. Coming into the match, PF uh, is a pit pitch. Uh, we have watched the Islanders in the last three, four games. They are now very good in terms of movement, in terms of their mobility, in terms of their build-ups and everything. So we agreed with the players that we cannot match them in terms of... We, we, we decided not to press them high. We just decided to go low pressure, mid pressure, and try to get them on transitions or, or counter-attacks. And you could see how many chances we created on, on transitions, counter-attack. Because we couldn't go pound for pound for them. We've been watching them over the, the four or five games ever since the, the new coaches come in. They're playing excellent football, very good build-ups. Very good interchanges, and they know what they're doing. It was always going to be a tight affair uh, in in this one, and in truth, you've got to say there's a bit of an upset, eh, Chris? Because uh, it would have installed Highlanders as a favourite in in this game, mainly yes because of their stature and name, but also the type of football they've been playing. And Tulani Sabanda alludes to it in that interview. Yeah, when you take a look at the Highlanders' progression that they've made across the season, I think easily Highlanders was. Um, first picks for anyone, even anyone who went to a betting house. But I think they didn't do themselves much of a favour in terms of keeping cool heads. I think especially Peter Mudua, he was sent off twice. Potentially a dodgy move there. But I think 
he doesn't do the team any favors in this scenario. Yeah, listen, the first one uh, slightly uh, comical, but he fixed it. The ref, the referee did, Mike. But uh, uh, the 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 second one, you got to say, yeah. Uh, well, I think there was frustration. Obviously, uh, mm. I think they realized that the game was slipping away. Yeah. Uh, they would have wanted to win this game, and obviously, there's a bit of uh, beef between the two teams. Yeah, uh, Bulawayo Chiefs, the upstarts, uh, the small boys, and uh, Highlanders, of course, Very are the loud. biggest team in mm. Bulawayo. Uh, and uh, Highlanders would have wanted to win this one just for pride's sake. Uh, and in those dying minutes, I think um, Pridam Dua uh, using an elbow and uh, rightfully sent off uh, in this game uh, versus uh, versus uh, Bulawayo Chiefs. And uh, so, but Bulawayo Chiefs, as we, we we knew the approach would be, would be to be very disciplined defensively, yeah. uh, keep things very tight, try and frustrate Highlanders for as long as possible. And the deeper the game went, uh, then try and use the chances that come your way. It was almost similar tactic uh, to the one that Dynamo's tried to employ yeah, yeah. at the National Sports. Nearly game. paid off for Dynamo's uh, Ralph Kawandera putting the ball in the back in the net uh, and but that it was free clearly kick offside well. yeah. you know, that, yeah, the, the free, free kick, kick as well that was saved by Magalani off the, off the crossbar with the Magalani's touch uh, and and those sort of games uh, I suppose that's knockout football isn't it Alois uh, get through it's not about how you get there just get through yeah knockout football is, is always tricky from uh, from books are thrown away uh, most of the time you know it's about the team that wants it the most and uh, that are tactically prepared for that particular match so like Tulani said that they were prepared for it they did their homework they wanted to get through so honestly they all they needed to do was to restrict Islanders no, make sure Islanders don't, don't score yeah. and then they just look to sneak one because like we all say that they were the underdogs so they had to play very careful football to avoid avoid uh, conceding a goal and just look at for one chance two chances to sneak one and defend that's well, exactly what they did and they frustrated Islanders well, I'll tell you what guys it makes for a very interesting reading in terms of the lineup for the semi-finals as Yubuku Super Cup. We'll get to that just now because the other quarterfinal results look like this. Black Ryan has reached the last four thanks to a 10-9 penalty shootout victory over uh, Chicken Inn. Uh, the teams were tied at one apiece at the end of regulation time. Uh, the Gamecocks got their goal from Marvin Wata in the fourth minute before Farai Banda's effort ca- cancelled the advantage early in the second half. Uh, Herentos came from behind to beat visiting Manika Diamonds 2-1 in stoppage time on Saturday with Colin Mujuru's uh, brilliant free kick goal uh, to reach their first semi-final in an entertaining quarter-final match played at the National Sports Stadium on Saturday. Meaning that your semi-finals look like this. Black Rhinos will take on Ublayo Chiefs while FC Platinum take on Herentals. Uh, the match venues will be announced by the Premier Soccer League but the semi-finals will be played on the weekend of the 15th and 16th of October. The Castle Arthur Premier Soccer League La Liga Serie A the English Premier League, the Bundesliga. It all comes together with the Castles on the Castle Lager World Football Report. Over in Europe, the biggest game of the weekend was in the city of Madrid. And Real Madrid goalkeeper Thibaut Courtois says Los Blancos were ruthless in how they exploited space as they saw off cross-town rivals Atletico 2-1 in a fiery Madrid derby at the Wanda Metropolitano to restore their two-point lead over Barca and stay perfect in La Liga. Yeah, very good victory for us. Uh, it's a ninth victory in a row from us uh, in all competitions, so we're really happy. We had a good start. We played well with the ball. We killed them when we had to kill them with the space they left behind. So uh, we started well. The second half was 
not our best second half and then yeah with an unlucky goal they they come a bit back in the game but we managed well to to keep the victory so yeah it's an important one just before the international break and happy we could win all six of our games in the Liga. So, uh, obviously we, we miss Benzema he's our striker but it showed that we have a lot of uh, quality in this team and that uh, uh, yeah that anyone who plays is ready to score and that's really good to see. I think uh, Courtois is summing it up uh, very nicely there, Barry, uh, talking about how Real Madrid was able to exploit the space and use their speed to get behind uh, Atletico and ultimately get those two goals in the first half that all but sealed uh, the derby as a contest. But anyone who watched that game, you know, you'd have seen Atletico Madrid do the the majority of the bidding, uh, create some really Mm. good openings. Mm. But Real Madrid were at their ruthless best. They really were. um, in, in Thibaut Couture himself, they've got a they've got a fantastic cat. Uh, he uh, he's there as the last line of defence. So any time that things go wrong, you can count on him to sort of uh, do his best to keep the ball out of the net. Uh, I felt I saw Atletico Madrid play in a way that nobody would have expected. If you if you show the scoreline to anyone, they'll think ah look it's it's standard fair. But to be honest, Atletico Madrid played the better football for me. The better team lost on the night. Diego Simeone brought up a very interesting uh, point, uh, Alois. Uh, post-match where he said that uh, we used to play exactly like how Real Madrid played last night and everyone criticised <laughs> us. Uh, 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 he does make a good point though yeah, because yeah. We, we are all praising Uh, the ruthless nature of uh, Real Madrid, the fact that they're able to defend very stoutly uh, and then break with a lot of speed uh, and of course uh, with a lot of uh, 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 mobility. That exactly how Atletico Madrid were set up uh, during their their glory years, you know, the the years where they challenged at the very top in the Champions League as well as in La Liga. Uh, And everyone didn't like it, but when it's Real Madrid, everyone thinks, well, listen, it's tactical acumen from Ancelotti. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of unfair for Real, Mike. Uh, It's not just this season. Real Madrid, even when they won the Champions League last season, they were doing the same thing. They were smash and grab all the games from, they were coming from behind some of the games and smash and grab until they won the Champions League. And they're doing exactly that. Like they were saying before, you saying they play money game. You know, they they <laughs> they, they just like predatize. They yeah. look for a space, they exploit and they block. They wait again, waylay, you yeah. open up, they exploit and come yeah. back and retreat. That's what they're doing. They 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 are doing exactly like uh, like like uh, Simeone is saying that they're playing boring football. But to be honest, but Real Madrid play they play a bit. They 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 can when they do get into possession, they can yeah. wake up and, and play 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 yeah. then they go back into their show and wait you know so yeah they, they, they they're playing boring football for the past few uh, few years two three years now they've been playing like that smash and grape football and uh, I, I agree 100 percent but uh, it's off to Atletico Madrid. They have transformed themselves, especially the coach. He has transformed he's, himself. He's trying to he's play. He's trying to play football. a bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. He, he let, yeah. Let's take a look, of course, uh, at uh, where the result leaves both the teams. Uh, Real Madrid, of course, uh, are at the top of the standings. They got 18 points, a perfect record. They played six and they've won all six. Barcelona just two points behind them, having, of course, drawn the first game of the season. But they are on a five-match winning streak themselves, spurred by the goal score exploits of one Robert Lewandowski who is scoring for fun Chris a lot of people criticized uh, the Bundesliga and Lewandowski and his exploits and said you know what it's easy to score in in Germany Uh, Bayern Munich has got a system uh, and if you put any striker there it's basically plug
plug and play. But what we are seeing right now is that Lewandowski is able to score in any environment and he's cutting it and cutting it very well in La Liga. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just juiced to the people who decided to move him across. I think when you make a decision like that, you know the kind of quality of player that you're getting. And look, any team plays with a system. So the Barcelona system clearly... It is, suits him as it well. It suits him <laughs> as well. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. If it's about systems, I think the Barcelona system works as well. But I think it was a great move for a Barcelona side that needed more goals this season than they, were man- than they managed to get last season. Well, he's just uh, been quoted uh, in an interview uh, in Poland as saying that that the transfer to Barcelona has given me a boost. Uh, It's increased my self-esteem. I feel proud and fulfilled. And uh, this challenge came at the right time, didn't it, Barry? Yes, it came. Just a change of scenery for him. Came at exactly the right time. And I think that uh, it's it's given him a a lift. Um, We have seen... A, uh, an element of Lewandowski's game that we didn't see at Bayern Munich and that is his leadership uh, mm. because you can see him consistently barking orders uh, instructing the younger players uh, trying to direct things at Barcelona as well and I don't think that's just a case of oh I'm playing with younger players no I think it's a, it's it's the acceptance with which he has been received alright let's go through the rest of your La Liga weekend results of course I will remind you of those uh, two big results and uh, Real Madrid uh, beating Atletico Madrid at the Wanda Metropolitana that one ended 2-1 Barcelona thumping Elche 3-0 Valencia beat Celta Vigo 3-0 Real Valladolid beaten at home by Cadiz 1-0 Mallorca victorious 1-0 victors over Almeria Athletic Club they edged out a 5-goal thriller versus Vallecano they won it 3-2 Getafe 2-0 victors on the road at Osasuna Villarreal and Sevilla in an entertaining 1-0 draw Real Betis 1 2-1 versus Girona and Real Sociedad edged out Espanyol 2-1 Horsepower unmatched Talk to beat the best Speed unrivaled Sleek and easy on the eye Let's get behind the wheel of football engineered to perfection. The Bundesliga, made in Germany. We were talking about Robert Lewandowski just now, his scoring exploits in Spain. Well, his former team isn't doing too great at the moment. This after they lost this past weekend and their coach, Julian Nagelsmann, may have received the kiss of death as club CEO Oliver Kahn has said that they are dissatisfied with their poor run of league results but still have faith in him despite that slump uh, and losing one at the hands of Augsburg on Saturday. It was the first time in 87 matches that the Bavarians had failed to score in a league game and marked the first time in 20 years they'd gone for four league games without a win. Chris, they said it would be easy without Robert Lewandowski. (laughs) And it clearly is not. (laughs) But just... When it comes to, I think, Nagelsmann taking this job at Bayern Munich, I still think it was a bit of a jump for him in terms of the expectation. Because if he was anywhere else, um, not getting a win in four games would not be as dramatic. But because this is Bayern Munich, the expectations are very, very different and very, very different um, from Leipzig where he was. So 
for me, he'll, he'll tell again, you, I, I won the league title last season. Oh, what, 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 what more should I do? Last season? Yes. Yes, but we want it again. We win this every and, season. And he'll tell you that it's seven games into the season. There's still quite a bit of football to be played. Uh, but we don't like how we're looking on the league table at the moment because we are Bayern Munich. <laughs> yeah. This is not how we perform. Right, Alois, your thoughts on that? Do they ship him off? What are the options? Thomas Tuchel is without a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, look, uh, it's not looking good. It's not looking good for him at all. You know, we have always talked about it, Mike. Whenever you hear club cup administrators say, mm. no, the coach is safe. Uh, we have got confidence in the coach. He's on his way out. He's on he his way out. takes only why one more team. Right. Can, yes, can, 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 can I, I, talking about, it's just one. One can, game. I'm telling you now, if they don't but, win, but, the next game is can, going. Can we not blame, Barry, the same administrators, yes. Oliver Kahn yes. and crew, yes. for arrogantly not replacing the goals of Robert Lewandowski yes. and yes. believing that Sadio Mane could be the guy to plug that hole. Absolutely. He's not. Because He's not. Hate it. Yeah. Or not, Sadio Mane is struggling in yes, the Bundesliga. Yes, and it's, it's, it's something that people don't want to hear at the moment. He's, not, he's, he's struggling. He's struggling. Uh, he's struggling from a perspective that uh, the chances are being created. And uh, unfortunately, they're half chances. Now, the difference between Lewandowski and, and Sadio Mane is that Lewandowski turns a half chance into a full chance and it's, it's in the back yeah. of the net. Sadio Mane uh, needs at least four or five chances to convert. Uh, yeah. So his conversion rate is a lot less. And but, that's but why. Is it not, unf- is it not unfair on no, him, Barry? He's because he's carry the can. Wh- yes. wh- whilst yeah. we say that he's struggling to be played in that position yeah. as a central striker yeah. when he is a winger he's a false nine they're playing him as a false nine well, they're, wanting him, he, they're wanting him to he's play he's never played that yeah, he's not, never even, played not that. even for Senegal not even for Southampton so <laughs> he, he, the, the position they're asking him to play or Nagelsmann is asking him to play is actually almost a protest vote to say the administrators let me down and didn't give me a striker they needed a gunman to replace and in truth maybe not in Germany but certainly I think they could have found themselves a rough diamond that could have at least stood something there's that fella uh, the name escapes me from mm. France uh, who you told me about no 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 Rangers Rangers I'm Rangers. Um, no, but, but, but Bayern Munich surely yeah, they, they, yeah. they don't do rough diamonds yeah. <laughs> Bayern Munich can go shopping for a top striker Alois and get them yeah, they, for me, I think probably they could have gone for Timo Werner. He was successful in Germany. He was, he top, was, scorer. Yeah, he was the top scoring there. So he was there for the taking. If When they knew that the, Lewandowski might go, they should have looked for a gunman. Because Mane is like Gnabry. They, they, they brought in another Gnabry and decided to, to, to be fair, them around. To be and fair, Werner isn't exactly lighting his, no, I mean, his return. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. You know, some, some, some strikers, <laughs> if, if they get into a system, a system that works, Works, mm. They do score, or maybe they could have gone for the what's his boy, the boy at, at Real Madrid. He's not also getting game time from Germany. He could, they could have brought him back, and and and, and he was he, at, at this point there is no top, just, man, there's not on, top on striker that is on offer right now. They need a number nine. Yeah, at but least, there are very few on offer right now. At least we are all agreed they need a number nine. And I think if, as, as long as they don't uh, solve that particular problem uh, of the central striker, I think uh, Bayern Munich uh, may, well, we're not going to say they're going to struggle, but I think they're going to find things a lot tougher this season because there were certain matches where Lewandowski used to get them over the line just through his brilliance. And like Barry said, they're turning those half chances into full chances. So as it stands right now in the Bundesliga, very unfortunate familiar look to it. Union Berlin are leading the way. (laughs) 
They are, uh, of course, top of the pile. After seven matches, they got 17 points. They have won five and drawn two. Still to lose. Borussia Dortmund, who a lot of people were questioning just a couple of weeks ago, are in second. They have 15 points. Freiburg are in third, continuing with the form that they've shown over the last 24 months. Hoffenheim in fourth. Bayern Munich are fifth. And Borussia Mönchengladbach are in sixth. So Bayern Munich, they are currently five points off the pace after seven matches in the Bundesliga. The Neratsuri, the Black and Blues, Inter Milan. Barella, and of all the people, of all the people, Arturo Vidal. The Giallo Rossi, the Yellow and Reds, AS Roma. Pedro, you'll have a go. Oh, it's goals. Sensational goal from Pedro as Roma double their lead in the derby. La Viola, the purple ones, Fiorentina. Great support play. Wonderful goal. And Castrovilli, two in two for him. What a fine breakaway goal from Fiorentina. The Bianconeri, the black and whites, Juventus. Ronaldo seals yet another three points for Juventus. Tough yet colourful. The best of Italian football on Z. Right, let's go to the Italian Serie A where there is once again a very unfamiliar look to their table <laughs> as far as Serie A is concerned because Napoli are leading the way after seven matches. Atalanta are in second. Udinese are in third. Lazio are in fourth. The protagonists that we expected at the top of the table, they are all in mid-table with Milan, the champions in fifth, Roma under Mourinho in sixth, Inter, the former champions in seventh and Juve, the old lady stuttering in eighth uh, place. Now that is simply because Napoli is playing some wonderful football and this past weekend they beat Milan 2-1 courtesy of a brilliant header by Giovanni Simeone, the son of Diego Simeone, the manager of Atletico Madrid. That sent them top of the table. And hardly surprising, Barry, they're playing good football. Hardly surprising. And, and in truth, uh, like like we said, I think it was about two weeks ago when uh, Liverpool was uh, at the sharp end of a defeat by Napoli. We said anyone watching Serie A knows that Napoli are actually a very, very good side. And uh, listen, the, apart from Udinese, uh, the seven sisters of, of Italian football that they call the seven sisters are all there but who would have thought that Napoli would be the, the one uh, at the top of the table? They are absolutely flying. Well, in a weekend, Chris, uh, where Roma could really have put the pressure on uh, their fellow title challengers, uh, they lost and Mourinho was sent off and uh, lost uh, at home to Atalanta. And we know, yes, Atalanta are playing well, but surely games like uh, the one against Atalanta are the ones you have to win if you're serious about league honours or even finishing in the top four. Yeah. Yeah, and marching up that table means you have to beat teams like Atalanta. And less like you're saying, Atalanta's playing some really great football, but I think it was disappointing, and we see just how disappointing the result was for Jose Mourinho himself and the way that he behaved, let's put it that way. Uh, well, let's uh, talk about the Milan teams. Uh, Alois, uh, your favourites, AC Milan. Uh, it's, it hasn't been a great start to their title defence and the Inter as well. Uh, Lukaku has been injured, and uh, no surprises that without uh, Lukaku, Inter look a bit toothless in attack. 
Yeah, it's, it's just always been like that. Inter needed a goal scorer, and when uh, Lukaku came, they, they they needed one. I think that's uh, actually the reason they lost the uh, the league as well because of uh, lack of goals. But if, as for AC Milan, I still think that uh, the championship was uh, more of a big jump. Uh, you know, maybe it's reality that is sinking in now. It's still a team in developing development, and. Uh, I, I believe that they need uh, a coach that is a very good motivator right now because now when they, they start not losing losing confidence, not believing that they were good enough to win the championship in fifth place, it's still not good enough for the champion. Maybe we can say it's early days, but then they are not playing good football. They are not playing the football that they were playing last season that saw them winning the championship. So they really need a big, big lift. But I still have a feeling that that bunch that is in the middle, at the end of the day, maybe with Napoli, will still rise up. Uh, to be the, the, they'll be the, the ones at the top. Yeah. Ab- yeah, absolutely. Well, let's wrap it up, guys. We've got about four minutes and enough time to talk about Jung Min Son and his bounce back over the weekend. This after he was dropped, came on as a second half substitute, and he scores a quick fire hat trick. We debated this decision on a Friday. <laughs> yeah. Conte went with us, and it was exactly was the right motivation, Barry, that he it, needed. It was the right uh, motivation. Uh, it shows you that Son is a player of character, a player who wants to fight for his position, a player who doesn't want to sit on the bench ever again. Come on, score a hat-trick and uh, Conte will say, that's what I want from you every single week. And so now I think we'll see him picked a lot lot more. But it creates a wonderful conundrum for Conte with that front four, as it were, now with Kulisevsky, Richarlison, uh, Kane and so on. Whoever's on form is going to be in that front three. So it's going to be a a fight until the death. (laughs) Uh, The one one thing we're seeing, Chris, uh, from Tottenham is that they're going to potentially have a nice spread of goals Mm -hmm. where they're not just dependent on Kane and Son. They've got Kulievsky. They've got, of course, uh, Richarlison able to score goals uh, and a number of guys who are coming in from midfield as well who are chipping in with goals. And that spread is similar to what we see at City Mm -hmm. where they've got five or six guys who chip in regularly with goals. And it's absolutely critical. I think when you're just taking a look at the number of games players are playing and the rate at which players are getting injured now, you need to be able to have multiple players who can score. I think the the Son and Kane situation was very dangerous and I think at some point Kane was injured Mm -hmm. and was unable to contribute those goals and it was detrimental to Tottenham's season. So this spread of goals gives them a lot more security than they've had previously. Alright, let's give you other Premier League weekend results. Uh, Everton got their first win of the season. Uh, they edged out West Ham at Goodison 1-0. Uh, Newcastle United and Bournemouth 1-0 draw. Manchester City too good for Wolves. That one ended at 3-0. Diego Costa yet to make his debut for the Wolves. Fulham 3-2 victors over Nottingham Forest and Aston Villa 1-0 victors over Southampton as they build from that draw with Man City the last time out. But uh, uh, Alois Arsenal, they have bounced back from that defeat versus Manchester United. They've won and they beat Brentford 3-0. They say top of the table, just ahead of Manchester City. And um, bouncing back in this nature, I think, just gives the Arsenal squad a belief that, you know what? Yes, we're not going to be perfect. We're going to lose some games. But on the whole, the games that we should win, we will win. Yeah, they they, they, they show in character, uh, Mike. Uh, they lost to my, uh, Manchester United that played so well. 
on that day. You know, you can't fault them for losing against Manchester United that day. And they bounced back, they showed character, and they beat a team that is giving a lot of other teams the problems. You know, Brentford is not a team that you can just dismiss. You know, and they, one of them, are convincingly as well. And they, they are looking good. They are winning while playing good football as well. That's entertaining. And uh, you can't you can, you can fault the Arsenal fans for being loud. They are really loud. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, almost as loud as United fans. Uh, yeah. so, Louder. Louder. You know us. We have always been let, like let, that. Let's do this because I, I want Sean to hold everyone to account. Guys, give me what league position Arsenal will finish this season. I wanted to be said now. I, I know people start saying, hey, you know what? Uh-uh. Yeah. Tell us now. I want to start with you, Barry. Arsenal, what league position will they finish in? Arsenal finished third. Third. Chris? Fourth. Alois? Third. Third. Yes, I agree with that. I'm going with third as well. <laughs> I think I think there are only two teams that will finish ahead of Arsenal this season. And those teams are Man City and Liverpool. I think it's Liverpool. Man City and Manchester United. Oh, uh, oh I, I actually... Alois... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've recorded okay. your laugh, baby. I've recorded it. So I've, screen, I've taken a screenshot of your laugh. I, I think the two teams are finish ahead of Arsenal. Just for me, I think it's going to be City and Tottenham. Uh, and then fourth is a coin toss. Anyway, we got to go. We'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> May God richly bless you. That's my story. And I'm sticking to it. But Andy, out. Nice, Messi. The cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madud, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.